Hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know, Hampton and I joke around about suicide a lot on this show because we've experienced a lot of suicidal thoughts in ourselves and talked to a lot of friends and family about suicide, so we're comfortable with it, and the way we deal with it is to joke around about it. Please don't think that we take it lightly. If you're feeling depressed, especially if you're feeling suicidal right now, please stop the podcast right away and call 1-800-273-TALK. They're incredible. They're always there 24 hours a day. They can help. There are other options besides suicide. And I know that because you are loved. into submission <laughs> that was so easy welcome to suicide losers yeah <laughs> well it's called suicide buddies yeah are we starting is this a start i feel like we just started is it recording that's yep. awesome dude that was a great start i thought so not to pat ourselves on the back too hard but i think it also like really segues into this idea that i have that's uh it, to the listeners out there if you can successfully bully Dave or I mm-hmm. to suicide, uh, please write us at buddies, buddies, buddies at Gmail. That's our yeah. Gmail. And you get a t-shirt. You get a free t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you got to really be good. And also, we do want the suggestions for future episodes and ideas. But I mean, if you can honestly successfully kill me through shaming or something online, that would um, be impressive. I'm just going to pile on top of this and say, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> because no, I don't think I would be brazen enough. Dude, I don't know, man. Don't know. Have you ever hosted it, it a engages, podcast? It engages the culture, dude. People are going to pick sides. They're going to be like, Hampton's my guy. You got to have content. Dave's a wuss. <laughs> That's what Dave's the a listeners wuss. of a suicide podcast will think. This guy's I, a wuss. I'd be almost impressed that people use wuss. You're a wuss? You're a little wussy baby. Wuss. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure if you really trace back the like the terminology of wuss it's like such a horrible slur against it's like it's just got to like, be pussy but, <laughs> like but it's like who a, had a speech impediment who said pussy it was wrong a, a baby was trying to call someone a pussy but they couldn't you say what? pussy you a wussy you a wuss and, then, like, and then people were blown away with how funny that was <laughs> yeah. and they turned it to when wuss. i was a kid apparently i couldn't say yogurt and i would say whoa whoa and so i think That's it was cute, a dude. baby That's, you're cute dude as an adult and as a baby <laughs> thank you thank you that's adorable. Let me get some whoa whoa. I didn't mean to catch up. I mean that's yeah, man. A, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, okay. Here it comes. <laughs> here comes the rageaholic. Damn, dude. Syndrome as an adult that I have to deal with. Dave does uh, abuse me behind. I abuse doors. him. I uh, successfully. <laughs> I, so, I said uh, tamari, or like I would, I would confuse. Uh, like, oh, I thought you meant like the other day. No, wait, that's from The <laughs> Simpsons. I would confuse tomorrow and yesterday all the time. Oh. I'd say like milk in a weird way like yes tomorrow would you (laughs) (laughs) it was like i was a a looper because i'd always be like mom yesterday we gotta go to the store (laughs) what the fuck 
It's not. <laughs> but and then I'd be like, I gotta close my own loop, and I shoot myself in the head. <laughs> I've, I've been killing myself since I was a baby, dude. Adding, adding the urgency is really funny. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I my loop. Yesterday we gotta go to the store. Yeah, dude. Oh, Yesterday man. we gotta go to the store. Mom, we gotta get milk. Yesterday. I mean, it was only funny the one time that you did it. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, my parents laughed at it once, and then they were like, no, seriously, <laughs> like, you have a learning disability. Like, get get in line. What? Figure I this think out. It's, um, wow. Your parents sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such a funny thing. Like, they give you one tidbit. Like, hmm, in summary, your parents are garbage. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, obviously that's direct. Direct. Um, that's Tourette's. But I also do think, like... It's pretty intense for your kid to be like, we got to get bread yesterday. And your mom to be like, meh. And then, and then like a week I'm later, like, mom, it. we got to get bread yesterday. Yeah. And she's like, you're a little fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I had to deal with on a daily basis. And it was, uh, it was like a real, uh, I'm trying to think of some a real shattered Norman Rockwell painting. I don't know. <laughs> and that no, brings no, us I, to that's the, not true. That yeah. brings us to the suicide in history we're going to talk about this week. Hampton Yunt. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wish I was a cool cool celebrity suicide. Yeah. Didn't you think it's well? Odd? I'm glad you, you didn't seen... commit suicide. There's <laughs> like shows that are like celebrity suicide. Really? And what we're doing is like a fun version of that, but I find it creepy. A fun <laughs> version. There's a show that's like Kurt Cobain. Why did he commit suicide? Yeah, totally. And then, you know, like Marilyn Monroe. Did you commit suicide? Yeah. <laughs> They're all linked somehow. Fame. <laughs> what a curse. <laughs> Does fame make you kill yourself? I guess that was you the topic thinking, of our. Last All episode. these other famous people didn't kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I know. did they? <laughs> if your takeaway from the last episode was that all famous people kill themselves just because the first one did, <laughs> then you're wrong. Um, we were talking about that episode, by the way, and uh, and it is the feeling of both of us that that episode was pretty, it was a little more in, intense than we'd intended. And maybe yeah, that's... Yeah, maybe I'm in my own head about it, that. It, me too. We, we totally could just be in our heads. But it did make me think there's a funny thing that when this podcast started, it started with Hampton... It was like, we should start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, dude, totally. But my last podcast was really intense and it kind of, <laughs> kind of bummed me out. So I would just, as long as we can do something real fun. And so then we started a suicide podcast. And then literally <laughs> because of how depressing I felt that episode was for the last week, I've had crazy little blips of like suicidal thoughts. Interesting. Just depression. That's pretty depressed the past quick. week too. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's all like just, you know, it's like you have to maintain your your mind a little bit sure you just like I know what it is I recorded a podcast where I really talked about depression and I got really depressed you know it gets I mean? in your head yeah so it's like you just gotta like I don't know chill out in those moments or find find another you know thing to put your mind on it is funny to want to have a fun suicide podcast too <laughs> and that is what this is uh, because I'm currently wrapping the microphone cord into a noose yeah it's fun well that's because you're it's gonna festive. jerk off it's festive <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing that we're gonna do later is suicide by accident yeah totally like, just goofballs people, yeah. <laughs> people who just goofed way too hard and accidentally killed themselves yeah that's like that's like 
seriously like our America's Funniest Home Videos episode. Yeah. In the Whoa. Because uh, <laughs> it's like, what were you doing? This guy was trying to be um, Doc Holliday uh, <laughs> and just shot himself in the face. <laughs> I got two guns, one for fuck. <laughs> You know, I didn't know Doc Holliday killed himself. Is no, I was saying? just saying like someone at a party being like pretending to be Doc Holliday with two guns. I and love that you went accidentally for Doc killed Holliday himself out of nowhere, <laughs> dude. I got to, are you gonna? I know <laughs> Halloween's around the corner. Are you? Gonna are you be gonna be Doc, Doc Holliday again? Again, Dave. No. Every day you got the two. And actually, it'd be really funny to do it with two finger guns. You were like cool, cool Doc Holliday or Doc Holliday, cool. Spring Break Holiday. Doc Spring Break Holiday. No, dude, I already He's picked a cool it. Character. This year for Halloween, I'm going to be one of the robots from Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mecca Dave. Dave went Mecca. He's fucking yeah. Mecca now, man. My Halloween costume cost $15,000. <laughs> I love this. I love that movie, though. It's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb, but I recently watched it on cable, like while at a hotel. And man, I'm sorry, Dave. If you want to push him off, <laughs> get like out of get, here. he he's just like insane. Sorry, man, that's my weird cat, uh, Jojo. Alien cat needs to not. <laughs> he's, he's he's an alien. He's he's a hairless cat. So like, he looks like an old man and a baby at the same time. Benjamin Button. Can you hold cat? the mic. I'm gonna put him out. Sure, I'll hold the mic. My mic, Hampton's mic. My mic, Hampton's mic. Both mics? No mics. All right. You know, come on. <laughs> the listener doesn't deserve that. The listener doesn't deserve that is the new name d- of our show. Double dose of Dave? Yeah. Double Dave dose? Is that what you say? We're very, we're, we're very <laughs> sorry, sorry. antagonistic this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. It's because of my cat. Yeah, he makes fuck me, you. Dude. He makes me like want to fight. Don't be so fucking antagonistic. Did you see how passive aggressive? <laughs> of that was that he laid on your keyboard while he knows we're doing a podcast. Exactly. What a piece of shit. I'm just saying. I think you should it's, dump it's, your girlfriend. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. I was just thinking that. I was, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh. So that derailed. We didn't even look at the, hey. The time. How long have we been talking? D- Dustin. <laughs> Dustin Marshall's here helping Dustin, us out. Dustin, our wonderful producer. Nine minutes. Well, it's not long at all. <laughs> well, it feels like forever, dude, dude. Speaking of Pacific Rim, have you ever, um, have you ever like everyone I think does this? You like can never find a movie on Amazon or Netflix or whatever because there's so many options. Yeah. And I just keep going deep into a genre. And if you go deep enough, you hit these movies that were for sure made as knockoffs to make you watch it if you like the original. So there's a movie called Atlantic Rim. I just saw that the other day. You watched it? Dude, Dude. I think think the Matrix is almost real and there's an algorithm that's making our minds see the same thing almost at the same time. Like, I saw that yesterday. No fucking way. Atlantic Rim. And I was like, How was it? No, I didn't watch it. Oh. I, I did, used to do a bit about um, knockoff movies that were intentionally made to trick the elderly at Blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster used to make yeah. like Transmorphers. They and also like, have indi- starring Will Smythe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, you're just tricking elderly people who've I been s- forced to go to the. Anyway, I literally saw one at Blockbuster bit. that was an, a shitty Korean animated movie 
called like uh, Dancing Penguin Babies or Dude, something like that. I go to uh, Korea for all my <laughs> animation. Yeah. Uh, I made a fucking a sketch uh, with my old sketch group, Women, that required some animation, and we sent it out to this Korean production house. That It was so inexpensive to make it, and it was rad, man. They were like, you they know, got the joke. It's fucking weird. <laughs> like, I did, I said that as a joke, but then I kind of remembered I really got into this anime American show that was like the legend of Korra. Right. Uh And it, it was all done by Korean artists uh-huh. and it's like beautiful. So I kind of was like, yeah, what am I talking Oops. about? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they are kind of amazing. Well, I think what I happens think they have is almost North like Korea... labor co- conditions, dude. Oh really? Well, they all sleep so. on top of each other. Like I've seen, I saw the documentary, like how they did it. And it's like, just the, it's like, imagine 20 dudes all sleeping in this room and working in this room. And this is in Seoul or like in South Korea. Uh, yeah. Wow. I guess I just think like, I was on stage in Tucson once and there were five people in the crowd and I just want to see North Korean fucking anime. Exactly. And I made this awful mistake that was for sure racist and didn't realize it because I, in my brain, Korea is fucked up because of North Korea. Right. 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 And this girl's from Seoul. And I just said to her like, wow, did you move here because it's fucked up there? And she was like, what? No, oh, it's wonderful. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, Seoul is amazing. You should go. And since then I've like watched a bunch of things about South Korea and South Korean mm-hmm. movies and they're incredible. And I realized that I straight up was being racist because of what I think about Kim. Jong <laughs> I mean to be fair he's like a cartoon <laughs> yes he is truly on the level he like, even looks like he was drawn to look like a villain when people wear the same <laughs> outfit every day and it's a Dr. Evil onesie totally it's like come on man Dude, what the it, fuck's if you're a dictator here? and you have a fat head <laughs> you know what I mean like Donald <laughs> Trump <laughs> yeah dude it's we got insane two, that two fucking fat dudes <laughs> two fat heads two fatty fucks <laughs> two fat fuck I like dude, the fat shame my buddy Mark you gotta do this my buddy Ma- my buddy sorry. Mark which is my other podcast it's called my buddy Mark uh, now my friend Mark listen <laughs> my friend Mark oh, made no. a Google broken. yeah I'm okay he made a crow Google Chrome extension called um, Fatty Piece of Fatty Fat Fat. <laughs> what? And what it does what? is it replaces the words Donald Trump with the word fatty in all that's every article you read. Bad. I mean, actually, that's really funny. But it's funny. That's like funny for like uh, my mom. You know what I mean, dude? Like, I'm that telling would literally you. be amazing for. I just feel like I'd get. I couldn't ever do it. I had to uninstall it because it eventually was like fucking with my head right, and making exactly. me annoyed. But for like two weeks. Such a funny concept. It would. Such a funny some concept. Some places it replaced Donald Trump with fatty boomsticks. <laughs> and uh, it changed his Twitter I'm handle to. Bored. I'm getting it. At Tubby McFatFat. <laughs> And um, Trump, s- Trump International has changed to Fatty's Hot Dog Cart. Just like good stuff, man. You know. Well, that's honestly like the one thing I'm trying to like kind of come to terms with. Uh, not to get like weirdly political, but like with the whole like Donald Trump's such a bully, right? And he is. He's an awful bully. But if you're mad about that, and then it's like to turn the corner and be like, 
he's so fucking fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like literally we just met post photos of him like playing tennis, like trying to exercise and lose weight. Yeah. And we're like, look at this fucking tub of lard. <laughs> and then like Steve Bannon, we're like, he hates people because of their skin color. And they were like, look at this acne <laughs> skin of this pockmarked fucking white supremacist. Never seen the light of day. Fucking va- fat vampire. Of course he blows himself. He's, I don't know. He's polka dotted. So it's like, you know, as much as I feel it like virulently inside of my DNA to mock them for that, I always do go, I, I gotta find a better, like, no, I evil. agree. So it's like, that because should be with, enough. Because the reverse of it was like the, the other side of it were like, well, like they just absolutely hated how liberal Obama was, but then they would be like, he's black, you know, yeah. Muslim. And know. Uh, theirs are so, so much worse, but they come from the same place of like hating someone for one thing and then shitting on them for the childish thing, you know? We're all hypocrites. Like it's, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. And maybe that's why it's like, I get why, like, honestly, politics are not a very popular subject. If you look at like Twitter, like, I think it really like, like po- Twitter. Po- <laughs> 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 I'm going to go in the bathroom and fucking hang myself. It'll be like, cause Dave, Dave's going to win the t-shirt. Yeah, I am. Dave, sorry, dude. You I'm do sorry. You have to write though to buddies, buddies, buddies <laughs> three times and gmail.com. This one's addressed to Hampton. Uh, uh, it'll be fucked up because you mail it to yourself. <laughs> mail it to myself. You're just not wearing a shirt until it arrives. You don't know that I haven't emailed myself and been like, dude, Hampton sucks. <laughs> I, I just, don't hey, Dave, Hampton sucks. That could be funny. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know if that's malicious. Per I'm se. sorry, man. I didn't mean to shit on you. Uh, I mean, I did, but not in an aggressive way. <laughs> in a friend's way. You know? In a friend's way. Yeah. Dude, Karen Kilgariff, I saw her. the friends kill themselves. If you look at that show, all they do is make fun of each other. Friends? In the show Friends. Yes. Like, if you took out the laugh track, they're always like, Joey's eating a sub. He's a fat ass. It's like, <laughs> Phoebe slept with another dude. What a fucking whore. What I know. <laughs> it's like, why are they not said, friends? They're just mean. They're not. They're fucking mean to each and other. And they're, they're archetypes of specific types of people, and they just harp on it over and over again. <laughs> it's just yeah, all like, different kinds of Well, Rachel's, Rachel's blabbing her mouth again because that's the type of person she is. She's going to blab her mouth yeah, and yeah. we hate it. I fucking hate that. Like, and I'm just and like, Joey's aggressively stupid and we bring it up constantly. <laughs> they, just, they just neg each other. We never let it they're go. They're too afraid to, to exit their social stratosphere yeah. because they're just constantly demonized by their own friends, yeah. supposed friends. I'd call that show enemies. <laughs> Every, every joke where they make fun of each other instead of a laugh track, it's just a shotgun sound effect. Joey, you're a fucking fat ass. You just got raw dog by your enemy, dude. Oh man, I'm just laughing. Ross is a pussy right with women. Look at him be a pussy with women again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's straight up like a scene where he's or that I was watching it with uh, my girlfriend and like, you know, this whole season where he's like dating someone who he's teaching. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like crazy creepy to me. I'm just like surprised I was in a major sitcom. 
I guess that would be acceptable in Seinfeld, but the whole point of Friends is that they're like, they're like your friends. Yeah. They're this like, is just how friends are. It's like, Ross is going to fuck a 20-year-old. <laughs> also, You're all going to watch. The thing with Ross that no one really talks about is that his archetype was depression. That was, he was just a really <laughs> depressed guy. And then, That's what I'm saying. Like, how did none of the friends kill themselves? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Like, you honestly have to take a social... Like cut of society I don't know what I was saying When I said social But just like Welcome to social cuts Yeah Six, seven people One of them's gonna kill themselves What? (laughs) Wait We're we're all We're all friends (laughs) Six or seven people It's not not that far off Okay Look If there are six friends Fucking dumb Sooner or later They will be five friends Alright This is fair This is all fair (laughs) It's just as weird As them not having Any more friends Mm -hmm. than the six friends that they had. I mean, I will say that at the very least that if you take six or seven people, at least one of them, probably more, will be depressed. For sure. Yeah, that's like kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Basically. But you're, you're you're making way more sense with it. I mean, like, I well, literally was like one in seven people, right? Like, yourself. It's like it's gotta be. It's like and one in two. I mean, it's high. But regardless it's of high. their situation, if you take any seven people, one of them yeah. will kill themselves. If you themselves. take a, a you know a segment of the population, let's say six New York friends <laughs> who are all white and privileged, who are all white and privileged, <laughs> and have sex regularly with really hot models and, yeah you know, they get in fun misadventures one of them's gonna kill themselves anyway. the other thing about it was that was funny is that joey is like poor that's like that he, always <laughs> fucking made me so i mad. hated that and they're like joey can't you get it together and it's get a new so- tea kettle and he's like i can't get any work and they're like what a loser <laughs> <laughs> oh you're mad that like he, they made fun of him for being poor and for being like a you bad should. actor. You should make fun. Hey guys, write to us at buddies, buddies, buddies at Gmail. Make fun of us for being fat or poor. And if you can successfully kill us, you will get a free. I cannot t-shirt. stress enough to please not do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It could be funny. Please right, do not but, make but do, fun of me. Do write us with episode ideas uh, for uh, suicides that you are interested in. I would I like. Just, I would like to see that though. Uh, I am a very sensitive person and this will for sure hurt my feelings. You know why? Uh, It's because Dave has to check the email. (laughs) No, I also have been like, for whatever reason, and I'm sure that we'll touch on this lightly here and there throughout the podcast. Like lately I've been pretty sensitive and raw because like, it's okay. Uh, A bunch of shit, psychological shit has been churned up because of stuff happening in my life. And I am Really sensitive right now. It's just true. Oh, I'm sorry, it's okay. Oh man, uh, I'm just That's why managing I was like it. Saying, it's we, okay. We, we gotta go. Like uh, we gotta go. Like chill. We gotta go hang. We do it because I was like, we can't just be doing the podcast all the time. Yeah, like you know, you we, gotta we gotta have fun. We haven't been hanging out a lot. Yeah, yeah, and we for sure should. We should have we should have a pool day. <laughs> Dude, well, that's what I'm saying. It's about to get like really warm. Yeah. Uh, in the following days, you guys come over and fucking, fucking pool day. Fucking swim, dude. dude. Yeah, man. Oh, I was gonna say this. I we were talking about um like uh I said something about <laughs> making fun of each other and antagonizing or something like that. And we're like I think that's what we do as comics. Also, you and I like are that kind of 
we are that kind of funny with people making fun of each other. Dude, we're so I, funny. Dude, <laughs> listen, I'm funny. Uh, so I saw Karen Kilgariff recently, and uh, we have had a bunch of conversations about how comedy is too nice in L.A., and she especially feels that way. She's a really, like biting comedian and uh so i i saw her and we were talking about that how we we should actively because we know we love each other which we've talked about make fun of each other hard and i got home after that conversation oh no and she had like shit on me and i i went hard shitting on her and then we shit on each other back and forth on twitter and then at the end it ended with us being like i love you dave i love you karen or whatever and then it was over but i saw her at a show later and she was like dave we talked about shitting on each other and then we did it and I immediately regretted it. It sent me into this like, uh, I am a horrible person thing for like a week. What'd you say? Well, she, what was a good one? She said, what would you um, just got home from running into Dave Ross and it only took him 30 seconds to bring up the fact that he has representation. Wow. Thanks, Dave. And then I wrote back, what? And then I wrote back, (laughs) what? Hollywood Dave Ross or something. And then I wrote back, Karen, Mm. you are older than my manager. (laughs) 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 Nice. Yeah. Burn. Fucking slam. And then we both just got real mean. And then I love it when people make fun of me, dude. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, me too. It makes me laugh so much. But it turned out that it made us both real sad because we went so hard. And so we had to like hug and tell each other we loved each other. For sure. Because we're both so sensitive. That's fine. I mean, which is fine as long as you do that. You know what I mean? And you make it fine. I agree, though, that comedy is a little soft and everything. And like, I agree that it's like, that's my favorite part. Like, I want to embrace the truly shitting on people aspect of it. This is actually. Okay, there's a thing, a story about you that I tell so many people because it's Is so it when funny. I made that dude quit comedy. <laughs> I don't even know about that. Um, I was going to bring that one up, but what are you talking about? And this ties into us doing a fun suicide podcast, actually. Uh, and I've talked to Jackie Cation about this, too, which is how... Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh! Yeah. <laughs> I love this dad? story. Yeah. No, no, her mom. So Jackie's, oh, her mom. Jackie's mom died the same weekend of that shooting uh, at the screening of The Dark Knight in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, man, guys, Uh, take your mind way back, like 30 mass shootings ago, back to when it was a really sensitive It was uh, very sensitive. It still is. (laughs) I'm just Uh, just saying that because I'm like, what what the fuck? Yeah. How do we not... I know anything about it. Anyway, go on. This is, so, a good, this is a good one. Jackie's mom died the same weekend as uh, the guy walked into the theater in Aurora, Colorado, and shot people during well during the Dark Knight. It right? was a rural, but go on. <laughs> what? It, it, it wasn't like a farming town. It was a rural. It was like it was a- yeah, Aurora, Colorado. Oh, Aurora! Oh my god! Oh my god! I was uh, literally like, "Holy fuck!" Dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Holy so. Um, as I've heard it from Hampton and Jackie and another person, they were all standing in a circle at some show and someone was like, Jackie, you seem bummed. Are you okay? And she was like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, my mom died and Hampton goes, oh fuck, was she in that theater? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that story so much because Jackie told me that she died laughing when you said that and you told me that you could tell that Jackie needed a, a little bit of like a pressure release about it 
We all and, do. I mean, man, and I, that's what this I've podcast had, I've is. I've had family death. It's yes. just like it's, it's so. You're just like, and especially as a comic. Yeah, you're like, if anybody feels bad for me right now, I'm about to fucking lose it. Yeah. Like if anybody truly shows me a real emotion right now, I'm gonna I'll fucking cry else. and yeah. yeah, totally. But I mean, like, yeah, I'm not like Mr. Cool Guy or anything. But I mean, like, that was that was really funny to me. Yeah, that was so really funny. funny to me. That's a great I'm way to I, deal I, with I it. I like that. That's a story, man. I like that. There's here's a Dave Ross story. A deep cut. No, yeah, I exactly. <laughs> I don't have anything off the top of my head. <laughs> sure, but I mean, yeah, dude. It's like a way, like if. I think especially on the road. Your like, life is you know a story. Him? You just were at that show last night, right? Dude, that was the For best. Pup, it was the pup best. Pup the band. Let's yes. promote them, man. They're awesome. They're awesome. Um, pup. You should listen to Pup. They're amazing. Um, they're a punk band from Toronto, and we made friends when we did Warp Tour together, and we've stayed in touch and hung out a bunch. And they asked, they did it like a a small for them, a small show in L.A. They normally do like a thousand cap venues, and they like they did a two hundred fifty cap venue and sold it out in thirteen minutes. What? Um, yeah, well, that's the power. I mean, yeah, I was about to say that's the power of social media. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, why not? Why not sell out in thirteen minutes if all your fans are fucking ready to? buy tickets totally and they they asked me to open for them and do 15 and i said fuck yeah oh and um that's awesome I, but i was nervous about it because i mean you know music uh comedy at a rock yeah, show that's rough historically goes awry but they're like deep with you right like didn't yes. you direct a, a video Isn't well i made a music video with them that's not gonna come out for a bunch of different reasons that are fine oh maybe one day i'm sorry but it's like no it's okay we've talked it out and they feel bad and i feel bad and it's fine i just um, would love to see what you make you know i'll show it to you but oh yeah can't show no one else <laughs> uh secret pod guys subscribe and write us a yeah. subscribe like subscribe and you get the free music Video. Yeah, that's not a promise at all. No, you can't anyway, see it. <laughs> uh, that just looked really fun. I was like, man, this guy. So yeah, I, I was, I was optimistic but nervous. <laughs> but here's the thing: I think two things happened that made it great. First, Pup has great fans. Their fans like good shit, and they're punks. And like, it has to be the right kind of punk. But punks are nowadays are generally like sweet Super people nice. who like good Super shit. Nice, actually, yeah. Those yeah. are all. It's almost like it got fucking under a boilerplate or something yeah. and like all the scum had to die yeah. and it's like only nice people like rose to yes. the top those are like the only people left in the well I think it was like it was fucked up in the 80s and then it became this thing for kids of the 90s that was an escape from the norm so like <laughs> holy shit you're right yeah because it's like the, Van's warp Tour kind of plays a minor part in all this yeah <laughs> so like it became like the kids who couldn't stand the aggression of like mm -hmm. hip hop of the 90s uh, oh, the toughness of hip hop in the nineties sure, and the sure. toughness of like corn and Limp Bizkit and shit went to pop punk. And so now we're all like, we went to <laughs> punk because we needed a second family. And so those are the fans that I was performing to. Um, so whereas like, how, how was the set dude? It was dope. Also because Stefan, the lead singer, what they did was there was an opening band. Then pup set up all of their shit. And then, which would made me nervous, uh -huh. but then he, they set up all their shit. They waited 10 minutes. Then he walked out and he was like, Hey guys, this show's fun. Um, no, it's good. It's yeah. Good. And they were like, yeah. And he was like, look, we're trying something new, man. One of our best friends. We love him so much. He's one of the fucking funniest guys on earth. Hey, everyone, that's me. everyone, please, <laughs> uh, Shut the fuck up <laughs> and pay attention to our friend Dave Ross. Uh, and they all awesome. cheered. And then I had a great awesome. set. Yeah. 
That's so perfect, man. And especially like, honestly, like, you know, what's like irritating about fucking comedy. I'm sorry. We're, we're going to get into the suicide real quick, but yeah. like, just like maybe one reason I'm so dis- out of stand up or just not interested is like, we have as an industry not gotten away from this like cattle call kind of way of running shows. It's like, yeah. why are you watching multiple comedians? What if you like love jazz? Like, w- do you really want to go watch like seven different jazz bands That's in a true. row? Do you want to just watch one fucking, you know, good person? It's part of our, in? as people working on things, slight disregard for the audience. The fact that we're all working on new shit in LA and trying to cram all our friends in so we can all get stage time. It's all part of that. We're thinking about ourselves a lot, I think. But what I also think is like it's not like everything should be like different kinds of acts like where it's vaudeville but i think just like the merging of say music and comedy why can't that just be like an experience that's literally how like stand-up kind of evolved before clubs comics used to open before music acts that's yeah. like all we did and it's like that sounds scary but you know what maybe they were right yeah. Maybe that was like the most chill, intimate way. Like that's where like Maybe. Carlin and Pryor and all like not like they're gods or anything, but like whatever. You know, I like think it really all just comes down to how the show is put together in general, regardless of the variables, you know? Yeah, it's like that. It's like yeah. a show. Make the way they set you up for that show was amazing. Audience. Exactly. Just think about what the audience needs and you'll be fine. Uh, Dude, the worst thing, and not to put down, like, say, like, uh, uh, any specific club, but, like, a lot of franchise clubs, like, man, the worst thing. It's always the same music. You yeah. walk in and it's like <laughs> fucking Hoobas Tank is yeah. playing. And then they always play Scorpions, Here I Am, Rock Me Like a Hurricane. As they're starting up the whole like, all right, you're here at old flap again. Just get ready. Here I am. Ride me like a hurricane. Uh, did you hear about Tony Bipples? He was here last week. Right now we got Stacy. He's, he's from the new hit comedy on NBC that you don't watch. Yeah. And it's just it's like. It's called Dog's Dog. It's, it's about a dog who has a dog. Yeah, it's like how shrill and awful. Like, if you like that, you're a bad person. So yeah. why would a good comic go perform there? It's like, dude, man, just get, there's cool people in your city. Like, if you're a franchise, like, why not try and get the young, like, yeah. creative people to come out rather than the awful, like, 40-year-old dudes who just order beer and, you know, don't give a shit. Anyway, I mean, that's that's like how you could maybe... <laughs> Make the industry better on all, and I knew that would be an awful tangent. Yeah, but you guys. Wait, unfortunately, we can't get that into it, but that's okay. Yeah, we got to get into this. Uh, we're doing take a break. We're doing Nicholas Hughes this week, uh, and we'll be we'll be talking about that in just a second. Who's Nicholas Hughes? You'll see. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, Nicholas Hughes, um, on March 16th, 2009, he hanged himself in his home in Fairbanks, Alaska. He was, the simple way to describe him is that he was a fish expert, uh, <laughs> and that's just, that's just me being a moron. He, he's uh, a fish expert? He's a fisheries biologist and stream salmonid 
uh, ecologist. Um, he studied fish and specifically salmon his whole life. All right. Here's well, why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just say that like it's every day. No, 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 no. He studied, studied salmon. He yeah. studied salmon. I mean, in Fairbanks, Alaska. In Fairbanks, Alaska. That sounds yeah. like a really like terrible life. Does it? I don't I think know. It sounds peaceful. Does it? What? <laughs> yeah, dude, Alaska's really hard. I think the suicide rate there is like really high. Is it really? Yeah, it's cold and dark. Every place where it's cold and dark, it's really high. That's why Seattle's fucked. Well, it's not always dark, though. Sometimes it's always light. Mm, and that's when the vampires can't come. Yeah, totally. Down. No one kills themselves when it's always daytime. <laughs> <laughs> that is an horrible life. I don't know. It's just something about being a fish expert that's kind of like... It's, it's so borderline science. I don't know. Do we care about fish? That's the thing. It's like... <laughs> How specific did you need to get, man? Like, uh, I just want to make sure there's still fish. Yeah. Like my main thing with fish is like, are there still fish? <laughs> You're thinking, so Nicholas Hughes. Well, well what you are you going to learn from a salmon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might know him from his famous essay, This Fish is Fucked Up. Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> it's a catfish. Five fish died. Catfish are also awful. They're like monsters. Dude, I got the worst food poisoning once because I got the fat, the cat. I ordered the catfish at a restaurant called the Magic Time Machine in San Antonio. It <laughs> <laughs> took me back to a land of diarrhea. Oh, the land of diarrhea. <laughs> They're bo- yeah, catfish are bottom feeders. Oh, yeah, dude. They literally eat shit. And they got the Fu Manchu uh, mustache, so you know they're up to something Yeah, dude, crazy they're trying to sneaky. get you. Crazy sneaky. Uh, I also think, like, I always think it's interesting nowadays when someone hangs themselves. Really? That's yeah. actually the most common. It's the most common. I mean... It's more common than a handgun, which you would assume, but I mean... I would think it would be gun. Is that isn't, true? It isn't because, like, if you think about it, there's so much more mechanics around a gun. Like, literally, what, what happens with suppression and suicide is it, it's like this spiraling out of control moment. Right. Yeah. So you're like, what is the most available thing? So hanging is oh, like, sure, right. It's just the easiest thing. So it it tends to be the the number one thing. Yeah, because you just want to um, get out. Yeah, if you have to go to the store, yeah. you might change your mind on the way to the fucking store. It's all that little thing, man. If you can really just have the moment of time to like separate, because it's like depression is one thing, but suicidal thoughts are like these insane just spiral out moments yeah you know and it's like i don't know i i, I don't know what the, the stress will is, never end you know? right well right anyway so um okay that's why hanging is the sure. <laughs> one thing got it um okay so here's Bruce why here this dude here's why this dude is interesting to me he is sylvia plath's son oh dude you wanted to do <laughs> yeah totally and to while i was reading about her I oh found my a, god, her son also committed Yes, suicide? Oh. not only Okay, so, I, and I wanted to make This episode about him because I read, ended up reading so much About this family And I, I think that whether it's next or in the future, we I would love to do two other episodes about this family at least. Because uh, that's a hard sell, Dave. Let's uh, no, no, no. Listen. Honestly, the people have been writing the podcast every day <laughs> saying that they want to, you know, they, they don't like these multi arc. Yeah, episodes. they don't like it. Okay, they don't yeah, like yeah, it's it. too much. Sounds a little daring. It's not a buddies, buddies, buddies thing, man. Okay, so here, please write to us at buddies, buddies, buddies if you want a free T-shirt. Uh, tell Dave to kill himself and that I'm great. Tell me how great I am. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to 
I'm going to say, try to say this briefly and then we can blow it out. But so Sylvia Plath had two kids with her husband, Ted Hughes, uh, Nicholas and Frida. Frida Hughes is still alive. Um, mm. When shout out Nicholas was one year old uh, and Frida was a little older. Sylvia Plath killed herself in the house with the kids in the house. And she she taped up their door frame and then closed the door to the kitchen and put towels up to block the gas out and then gassed herself with the oven, right? Ooh. It is speculated that the reason she did that is because her husband, Ted Hughes, was cheating on her with this woman, Asia or Asia Wevel. <laughs> is okay. that like Asia Bowles? <laughs> like, like, you never yeah. know how to pronounce Asia. it. <laughs> Asia. Ass Wevel. Okay, and so here's the thing. Jeez, dude. Asia Wevel. That's heavy. At the time, was pregnant, and it's not known whether or not that was Ted's kid. But Sylvia knew she was pregnant. After Sylvia killed herself, Asia had an abortion. Right then. Then, Asia and Ted continued to have an affair for a few years while Asia was still married to her husband, who she was estranged from. Whoa. Uh, and then she got pregnant with another kid by Ted. Um, <laughs> this, this girl sucks. Man. Okay. So she got pregnant with another kid by Ted, kept it. On the birth certificate, it says it's Ted's kid, but for some reason, it has her husband's last name, Wevel. Then, that was in 1965. Wait, wait. wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Let me say this last thing. That was in 1965. <laughs> You're then, through four, through four years of like an intense, weird relationship with Ted, Asia Wevel oh. fucking gave her... That kid that was born in 1965 gave that baby sleeping pills, then killed that kid and herself by gassing themselves in an oven, dude. An oven? <laughs> and aye, 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 aye. during that entire time, that Asia was helping raise Nicholas Hughes. So Nicholas Hughes has two women who helped raise him that gassed themselves with an oven, and then maybe later they in... they know something he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's because yeah, of him. Maybe I yeah. <laughs> gotta get in on this. <laughs> that, I mean, but that like that's that's like how it works. Honestly, like suicide tends to run in the family, man. It's it's a depression. It's I don't know what it is. Like I gotta honestly look a little bit more on like brain pathology. Yeah, because so far I've just looked into statistics stuff. But I mean, like. All I know is that it just tends to run in the family. So, do you think that's like nature, nurture, like right? Is it you know like well, it's that's, just, that's dumb. I mean, it's interesting to, to say have like almost that argument, but I don't know. I mean, because I always feel like it's nature. As much as Me too. as much as I feel like we feel like we're in control of our own destiny, it's like you are programmed by so much information biologically that it goes down. Now, guys, this has become the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are dude. Listen, man, all you got to do is get in a sensory deprivation <laughs> oh, tank. Shout out to creatine. I'm going to get <laughs> massive for this pod. Dude, <laughs> part of this podcast is I get really awesome and ripped. And yeah, huge. Sure, that's the way <laughs> and it is. Bullying you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. But anyway. change the name to Death Squad. It, it, it could be funny. Yeah, seriously. How have they not racked up a suicide? There's like six of them. Yeah. <laughs> I get one of them not themselves by now. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, but, uh, that's, that's, I say dude and fuck way too much. Wait, I'm really like, I say that. like so much. It's dude. all right. Anyway, Got you. Um, uh, so. 
That's crazy. Yes. That's an amazing and backstory. I, I've been trying to do we research. We wanted to talk about Sylvia Platt, though. I mean, like, should we go in deeper to her? And should well, we just move on thing. to your guy here? We can go. We can backwards. Well, see, that's the thing. There's just so much information here. I figured a good starting point would be Nicholas. Okay. And it feeds out to Sylvia cool. and Asia because cool. I think they both deserve an episode. All right. Because, dude, reading you, about... You instantly hooked me yeah. on this concept. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Dave wants to do a multi-arc <laughs> Uh, episode three start because <laughs> here's the other funny thing dude uh so ted hughes is a british poet sylvia plath was an american poet Ossia wevel was a german poet who escaped the holocaust what do you think like being a poet was like like dude <laughs> like, <laughs> a poet now I know. is an insanely bad profession. This is uh, It's like you have to be a slam poet who performs at colleges where like, white privilege <laughs> in my eyes, I see those lies, government tries. Like, <laughs> like you go pick up a check that was meant for a stand-up comic who would have said something interesting and then you, uh, you fly back to your hovel. I mean, but I mean, it's, I don't think it's always it was been ever... a broke, it's been a broke profession since. And dude, reading about and... these people, they are so so dramatic like i also I, think it has to do with literally i mean this is like what trust fund hipster would have been uh, like i think entitlement was so much more massive if you think about it like if like you know the scale has shifted it's like if you had a hundred thousand dollars back in the day it's like well nothing cost anything and like you know like you almost got stuff for free like it just was insanely cheap like so Wait, I'm what? just saying, like, if you had a ton of money like that, oh, then sure. your child is like, I want to be a poet. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I've got a lot of fancy ideas. And like, <laughs> right. Like, okay. Like, it's almost like you didn't, because ha- I would read backstories on a lot of poets and it's mm-hmm. like, all of his work was rejected and, you know, he barely got printed in this and that. I'm like, what is he doing in this yeah, time we- for money? Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, like, yes, exactly. How did they? <laughs> How did you just not what work? Was, I also want to know what the job was. Like for us, we drive Lyft or Postmates or whatever. What was that <laughs> oh, that man. poets could do? I uh, mean, is that just like shit we're leaving out of our Wikipedias? Like I don't put in like that I worked at Papa John's in my Wikipedia. Totally. That's absolutely <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. If anybody wants to do a chronology. All right. So, so we got to get into this guy, man. This sounds such like Yeah, such there's just so much there. And, uh, and I do think like, okay. I, there's a lot of studies that say depression is hereditary, um, and tra- literal trauma. We've talked about this before. Can be passed down from yeah. uh, parent to child. So there's that. Can suicide though? There's like no. There's no definitive evidence that that can be in your DNA being suicidal. But depression hasn't, and there's a fine line, right? Depression can take you to suicide. I I think, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like this guy, Nicholas, one of the reasons he lived in Alaska was that his whole life people wrote about him as this baby of suicide. Oh my God. (laughs) So he moved to the darkest, (laughs) coldest testicle of America. His friends were interviewed about his suicide and they were like, he loved living in Alaska because he could just be 
a fisheries biologist and people were interested in that That's and cool. we talked about it oh well, good and apparently it. i have all these quotes um, he found some peace in his life his friend his sister frida said this about him uh it is with profound sorrow that i must announce the death of my brother nicholas hughes um blah 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 he had been de- uh, he had been battling depression for some time his life lifelong fascination with fish and fishing was a strong <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> like what the fuck how much did you need to know about fish man we know like literally we've been studying fish since the dawn of man like unless it's about are there gonna be more fish we just need to know that there's gonna be more fish for my tummy and for my eating my sushi no man this is a dude who everyone who took care of every human being who took care of him fucking killed themselves and he was like I just want the fish why can't there be fish instead of people yeah <laughs> oh man, dude! Yeah, he's like so cool now. You've really romanticized yeah. him, like staring at the salmon tanks and being like, "You are beautiful creatures. Why do but there's, humans he, not play by salmon rules?" There's another weird pattern, though. His girlfriend found him, and oh no, his his mother killed herself with him in the house. His God damn. Well, Stepmother like killed herself with him in the house. The body. Do you feel like it should be a family member almost? I just mean that's it's interesting that like. on a level that's horrifying, of course. I feel like <laughs> one of the things that would make me kill myself would be if I felt like there were no one. And one of the things that has stopped me in the past is being like, this would truly hurt these people. Yeah. And to not. To be the type of person to not consider that, and your both two of your th- mothers, uh, it's just an interesting connection. Uh, and it's fine. You're not a. It's not an awful thought, but it's not awful to not think of it. I guess, but yeah, there is no, a connection. No, that, yeah, it's that spiraling thing. You know, it's like it's out of your hands. Yeah, it is truly out of your hands. It is your brain. Being like now, yeah, do it. Like, right, you're right. Do it, and it's like it's over, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like you have. And of course, a lot of people, you know, like you're able to talk yourself out of that. It's more like you know, setting up a lot of behaviors that then keep that ultimate spiral yeah. from happening. You know what I mean? Because that's just like this triggering effect after like all this pen up shit, you know, that you're not dealing with, you're not addressing, you know, and now yeah. it's like. Guess what? The, the the reactor's about to explode. You know, like that's it's you know right. So save yeah. yeah so you should have been doing proper maintenance on the, right. on the facility, like a lot of rather earlier, than just you know? saying fuck it all. Yeah, yeah, fuck it all and wait till it explodes. You know, I mean that's and basically I, what it is. Well, he, well, yeah, I don't know. This is I, I this mean, shit is so I mean, fascinating because no, no one and I'm sure like say these people like they don't want. God, Lord knows they don't want to stress out the people around them. Right. A lot of times it's like, oh yeah, you're right. It's, it's like I feel so bad about these people, like how I'm letting them down. I'm hurting them by I'm being this them. way. I'm and, bad and, and they're good and fuck me. And the truly like suicidal thing <laughs> that I have like is a reoccurring thought is just the idea of like being gone 
I want to be like levitated off the planet was always the thing. Like I always wanted to be like just sucked up. Oh no. Like I didn't exist. And and it's just like, you know, like George Bailey and it's a wonderful life. Like he's just, I just wanted to have never existed. Yeah. That way there's no cleanup. There's no mess, but it's this overwhelming thing of just like, I'm incorrect inside the world. Yeah. Anyway, I'm poisoned. yeah, Yeah. You know, so it's like, man, you gotta like, really address those behaviors ahead of time. Otherwise, you're just going to get that blow up. It was a good analogy that, like, you should be doing maintenance of the reactor (laughs) that doesn't get it to, like, blowing up point. You're going to get that Fukushima brain. Dude. Fukushima brain. (laughs) Is that that somehow... Fukushima brain. Is that somehow edgy? Is Fukushima thing? Yes. Um, Yeah. I long to be an edgy comic. um, This is... Okay... This is not about Nicholas, but it is, I think, sort of gives context to how their family was because they all felt like such dramatic people. And I mean, like, <laughs> depression. I totally get what you dr- mean, man. Depression is dramatic, but, like, they're poets, dude. And yeah, they're man. Just, like, you, all of their life was love and art, and they're obsessed with it. And, obs- and this guy, Ted Hughes, by the way, cheated on everybody. He like fucked everybody and then was always like creating these dividing lines between he and the women in his life. And then he like wrote poetry <laughs> posthumously about the women, which infuriating the, the women that he was with at that time. You know why Emily he sounds D- like a bad guy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know why Emily Dickinson is a good poet is because she died telling her sister don't ever print the things that are in my drawer. She not, really? never wanted to be printed. Really? She died never, like, she printed something when she was, like, really young and got ashamed and just hated it. So she just wrote all this poetry. And then when she died, she wrote this note explicitly saying, do not print this stuff. And her sister did. And it became wildly successful. Whoa. And that's why she's the best poet, because she really had very little ego. Interesting. You know, she wasn't, she truly she liked from this doing it. Yeah. I think she was, like, I mean, she, she had, like, some money, but it wasn't like she was wealthy or anything, you know? I would also bet that there were there there wasn't a lot of like mental health uh, literature at that time about like what this type of lifestyle can do to your psyche. Like, oh man, they were obsessed with themselves and their and their <laughs> art, and they drove themselves fucking crazy. I think that's crazy. That's a good point, man. Yeah, dude, yeah. listen to this. Okay, so when Asia got pregnant with Shura, which was her child with Ted, um, he they were like. Ted sounds like such an 80s name. Like I'm, I'm so surprised that's a name that's like turn of the century. Hey, I'm Ted. Yeah. This is my daughter, Shura. Uh, so Ted, I love this, man. He ordered a horoscope on Shura, and the astrologer predicted that Shura would be pretty, fair-skinned, with abundant artistic talent, and also over-emotional, lazy, and quick to manipulate others. Oh, what a fucking, like, <laughs> misogynistic piece of shit. <laughs> you just described, like, Tim Allen's version of a woman or some shit. Yeah, my wife's gonna be beautiful. My wife's gonna be hot Holy and shit. That's fucking arty awesome. and a bitch. Of course she's gonna be like a total bitch. <laughs> Points at a baby. It's gonna be a total bitch. Baby's gonna be a bitch. Watch out, your baby's gonna be hot and a total bitch. <laughs> 
That's a good call, man. That's like Babe Ruth calling a shot. And it's like, and the thing about that is, like, first of all, I think it's fascinating that Ted was the type of guy to order an astrologist. Like, who are these people? I don't know. Like, uh, I, I could, I've done dumb shit. Like, I went to go see, like, a hypnotist in my lifetime. I've also gone to an astrologist or someone who did tarot cards, just for goofs, almost, you know? Sure. And it's okay if that's what you're into. I got friends who are. I don't believe just, it. It's just, like, it's interesting to me. And even if you do, it, it like, I, I got no judgment. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it just sort of adds to the, the like, uh, story of these people as, like, people who lived in the fucking wind you know what i mean they like their <laughs> their head was they were ethereal they thought they were ethereal beings i think i don't think know so? that's interesting i don't think they thought they were gods is that's not what i'm saying i just think that they were like very whimsical people yeah um, Father, i'm a poet <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally today i'm a poet which like be a poet but but their lives were so insane dude like they so all much, did drugs. They must have. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like on that blurred line of like, is this like a tr trust fund hipster like we're describing? Almost where it's like they do cocaine, they do like opium. You know, like the people who wrote like, uh, what is it? Mary Shelley, the woman who wrote Frankenstein and like ho the whole crew around her, which is like crazy drug fiends and they're all liter literary types who hang out with each other anyway it's just a, it's a very like roaring scene so almost like sylvia sylvia plath she's got to be involved in that kind of like and they all lived they, all these people lived in london they moved around england so this is i mean they're from different places but it's like the english poetry scene that they were a part of and so yeah. even if they weren't on drugs i bet you they were fucking hammered all the time well yeah <laughs> Also, why wouldn't you? Be? <laughs> okay, Have you so seeing the world. The weird thing, though, is like these are like really dramatic people who, uh, or maybe they weren't. And I'm, I'm no, no, making no. a judgment a call. Totally fair call, but I think if, they were. If in your own family, if multiple people have committed suicide, I think that's like a fair call. And it's like, like very dramatic, very dramatic, very like speaking to crystals and astrologers and things like this. And they did a lot of writing letters to each other from far away. <laughs> that, to be fair, that like had a passing like. It, it would like come into style. Sure. You know what I mean? It's almost like, oh, people do this now. They're doing this like fun thing. It's almost like what we're accusing her of is like wearing a Fitbit, you know? Okay. Well, that's. <laughs> it's like, it'll be gone in like five years. It's I'm not trying fat. to harp on it as. as oh, no. I as just think judgment. it's interesting. I, I think just it's do think it. Totally. Yeah. Um, and really, maybe I'm just, I'm just saying, and the reason that I think that adds to the story is that in all the reading, like, I can't even tell you, man, their letters to each other are so romantic <laughs> and so epic and like, uh, I will uh, die for you and all this. They're writing poetry about their kids and their kids of their wife who killed herself. Also, Asia. I just called that like an extended suicide note. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm like, what was that writing? I'm like, oh, that was basically part of a suicide note that's like almost manifesto level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you're writing about like, and I love my children. <laughs> so this is what it seems like to me with Nicholas. He, like, a couple other quotes are, uh, Carol Hughes, who was uh, Ted's wife, who he who didn't kill herself and he was with for a long time and basically raised Nicholas from when he was like eight or nine, said, 
His tragic death, death is devastating. He was a passionate and intense man who exuded great warmth and affection. He will be greatly missed by all who knew and loved him. Um, Frida said he was a loving brother, loyal friend to those who knew him. And despite the vagaries that life threw at him, he maintained an almost childlike innocence and enthusiasm for the next project or plan. And this guy, Mark Whipfley, who he worked with at the University of Alaska Fairbanks, said he had a passion for pottery and creating things, but he was a pretty private person. He didn't share a lot of stuff with uh, that somebody else might. He generally handled his depression pretty well. It was an illness he had to deal with. Aww. And so it sounds like Nicholas had suicide and no. depression in his history. Yeah, yeah. And it had been written about and talked about for a long time. And he fucking moved to Alaska to study fish, to focus on that and being his own person. Mm. And he fucking still couldn't escape it. You know what I mean? Dude. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's very heavy. I'm going to go pull those sweet potatoes. I'm going to go pull those sweet potatoes out of the oven. I told you I'd have to take a break. That is a truly like insane point you're making here. All right, hold uh, pause. Double Dave. Double Two mics. We're just going to pause it. He's getting food. No, I'm just pulling food out. You're just pulling food out so I should keep talking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did say that intensely, Hampton. But like, but it's true. He... Maybe those are not connected, and maybe that's far too epic, but like, and I definitely filled in a shitload of blanks there, because I don't know that guy, but no, he no, literally but these are all, like, became a fisheries biologist, Which is, moved okay. far away, focused his like life on that, the opposite of and like he poetry? still killed himself. The opposite of poetry is looking yes, at fish. Though his father was being like, really interested in fish. Uh, <laughs> he, really? Yeah. He would like take God his kids to the lake a lot, and he wrote a lot of... He wrote a lot of poetry about nature. Oh, no. What if that's like his happy memories? Maybe. That's why he formed his whole... I mean, it must be. I mean, he's apparently in some sort of life of privilege. I mean, that's that's really was you. I don't know if it was a life of privilege. Well, I just mean like, you know, it seemed like it all kind of worked out. He became a yeah, scientist true. in Fairbanks, Alaska, studying fish. You know, he followed his dream. He, he got yeah. what he wanted. Even if it's a dream that I think is stupid and yeah. <laughs> should be ridiculed in the streets. <laughs> Right, 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 right. He changed his dream and he got it. Fish are dumb. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I love this point that you're making that, like, I do, because I do, I do think it's almost, I'm not saying it's inescapable, like, you're gonna fucking kill yourself. It's, you will be confronted with this. Yes. So how are you going to deal with it? Yeah. This does run in your family. Yeah. How are you going to deal with it? You know, and it's like... I don't think it's bad or, you know, like it's, it's a hard, it's, a, it's just like a question you're going to be dealt with. Like it's same as you having some sort of congenital disease or something, you know, it's like, yeah. So. And it's interesting too having it like, I don't, not that I know of, I don't have any suicide in my family. Uh, my family are very close off people. So we've never talked about if we have depression in our family, I think we do, but like, <laughs> uh, so I haven't had it on my brain since I was a kid, but like, and also, it was kept from him until the 70s, how his mother died. Oh, really? Yes. But then he was no, told. I'm telling you, though, it's not the nurture. Yeah. I don't know. Nurture. It's not the nurture. It's weird. 
It's nature. Depression definitely Depression runs. does go in the family. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. something you got to address. And especially like finding out about that whenever he found out about it, I guess in nine, in the seventies, he found out and he was born in 61 or two. Okay. Uh, so, so he, he was 20. Yeah. 23, whatever. Uh, Hormones raging. No shit. Living in a city, sexy and alone. Studying fish. (laughs) (laughs) Fish everywhere. Prowl. Man. Um, Getting angry because people eat fish. (laughs) (laughs) Quit eating my work. You're eating my work. Peace and my friends. Um, No, that's stupid. (laughs) Hey, man. It's truly stupid. Hey, dude. Um, So, did he leave a note or? anything i mean like not to not, get into i don't think so super specific not that i could find so yeah it's like he couldn't he couldn't really run away from it is i think the kind of lesson on that i'd like to know kind of like how traumatic it was leading up to it i do think because i maybe said this uh incorrectly before that like it doesn't matter but like you know if you find the body, that's probably way more traumatizing. Like, that's I truly true. believe that is that's bad. I mean, it's the same way in the sense that, like, you know, people who go to war and see a dead body, you know, it's like give you PTSD, man. One last time, I was googling uh, Nicholas Hughes, fucking Candy Crush on yeah, his phone. dude. <laughs> uh, I was googling to see if he left a note one last time. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to send you on some sort of like. Uh, no, no. Um, his, they usually say it's honestly interesting. Like if they do, they almost like put it at the bottom of the Wikipedia now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's also a bunch of other stuff. Like his father died of cancer in 1998 and he apparently hadn't really been home or talked about this part of his life at all, but he went to the funeral and he didn't speak at the funeral. He just went to the funeral. And there are people that think like that was the beginning of the end for him, his father dying. And that's the thing. If we take away, take out all his history, that's the last person for him to lose. Holy crap, dude. This is almost like a murder mystery. Yeah. Look, if you're born with this thing, that's like, imagine like a bomb implanted in the back of your skull. That goes off on a certain trigger. Yeah. That's your suicide. Sure. It's like he's living this normal life. Yeah. He's almost like the Manchurian candidate. Like, I got away and now I'm like a salmon scientist. It's like truly depressing things send you on a crazy spiral. Yeah. And then there's that implant explosive in the back of your head that goes off, you know, like after you've reached this certain, uh, the reactor going off, you know what I mean? Like it has to build up pressure. Yeah. I feel like that is part of why it's like this, this thing you really have to be aware of in your family history, talk about it, get it like out because it's like this thing that could kill you basically, you know, it's yourself. It really is like, it's like, you do not know how dark and sudden your mind can go Yeah, in an instant. You know, it's like, so you got to be prepped. Please. Yeah. You examine yourself and do I, the work. Because, I mean, look yeah. at this guy. I mean, like, he's a salmon fisher it's, up at, or <laughs> salmon, salmon, fisher. salmon scientist <laughs> up in Alaska. He's probably just, like, slaying it every night. He's just, <laughs> just like, Fairbanks, Alaska. Is I think saying? Fairbanks is supposed to be kind of a depressing place. Sure. My one recommendation is anybody who's listening to this in Alaska is get out of Alaska. <laughs> get out of there. If you're mildly depressed, get out. Move. Because yeah. they love drinking. Man, it's and it insane. is funny. Like it's insane. <laughs> if it's hard for me to not think going to Fairbanks, Alaska was an escape because it's 
almost the farthest you can get away from everyone else in the world. It's so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. It's north as fuck, dude. Uh, <laughs> it is so... You know that movie North? It's, it's not north. either. It's more north than that. Dude, it's north north by north fuck, dude. <laughs> and, but yeah, yeah that's such an interesting thing. That, like, it's Arctic, Maybe man. he was going throughout his life thinking about it and managing it and he was doing these things like no I'm yeah, focusing yeah, yeah. on being a biologist and I'm moving away and I'm having my own <laughs> life and then his dad dies and I without even so. really thinking about it a switch flipped and he mm -hmm. couldn't turn it off and likely he's had depressive episodes that no one was even like aware of sure you know why because it's very shameful we we feel uh, you know ashamed that yeah. we're that we're like feeling depressed or something so it's not something you want to like vocalize and you know like it hurt it, it, it feels like suddenly everyone's trying to take care of you you know you're you're a problem you yeah know? and i think societally we've been told to you know like ignore bad problem people yeah you know like that, <laughs> they're bad like get them out you know yeah like, right we right. see it all the time and so then you internalize that and you, you internalize think, i'm it. a bad yeah, problem person like, i'm a bad problem you know <laughs> i want to at least keep this to myself so i mean like who's to really say that this guy didn't have episodes before the and i will say like literally dude alaska i forgot <laughs> they love to drink it's yeah. like it's the culture yeah it's like that's true. You know, so I mean, like, that that really does exacerbate it. I think I should also say at this point, like, obviously, I think it's just worth saying, even though it's obvious to everyone listening and to the two of us, we're not experts. We're just taking guesses because we think it's fun. <laughs> no, I'm an expert. I've, yeah. I've killed myself a couple times. <laughs> we just... I'm, like, pretty smart it's, about it. It's this. fun to think about why, but who knows, man? Who knows why? I mean, it really... The now, thing is, despite get, all of these yeah, factors... We are researching. You really, really could... Just if like something else, what what if what happened was he was in the middle of a dis extreme depression and then his fucking cat died. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, <laughs> I mean, I think the dad dying. Yeah, trust me. Like even if you're not completely close to a family member, it fucks with you. Sudden, yeah. it's this weird thing, right? I mean, like, I don't know. There's only a couple things that all human beings can relate to, and one is like the sudden removal of someone from your life. Yeah, like death. It's it's just very huge, it's dark. and especially people to who have. I'll just say, like, depression. Like, it's like you're queued up mentally about like these these big things. You know, and yeah. you're not able to, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to say like, it's not like you're able to compartmentalize and push it down and stuff, but I'm just saying like, it can be very it hits you hard. It hits you very hard. And it's like, um, and you're kind of like, who am, what is my self-worth? I, I, I'm not even like, say you don't cry immediately. And then you're like, yeah, because I'm just an awful person. Sure. You know wow. what I mean? Like there's any number of reasons you can just, and especially if you have depression in your family, it's in your body, you know, it's like, it's this trigger, man. So I don't know. It, it's like, I don't know, man. That's crazy that he only found out about his, the suicides like later in life. Yeah. That must've been like pretty traumatic. Oh wait, I did the math wrong. I did. Find I did out wait, wait, no, no, like, wait. wait. I did horrible, horrible math in oh, his seventies. He was born in like 62, I think. Yeah, I thought he was in his teens, right? So 70s would have been, he was like between 10 and yeah, yeah. 18. Wow. And <laughs> exactly. he was 23. It was, uh, <laughs> he was the kid from Stand By Me. It was, uh, <laughs> they wow. wanted to go find a dead body. My dead body. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, dude. I mean, that was fun. That was fun, man. I yeah. want to know more about this family. I think that we should. I would love to do an episode on Sylvia Plath and one on Asia Wevel. Let's do Asia first. I, dude, build up. I would to love Sylvia. to. So, uh, Sylvia Plath will be our Godfather three, the best Godfather. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, we might even find another one in there because this like okay. there's so much <laughs> That's suicide. So sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so very true. And who knows, dude? We might find like a couple other bodies. Yeah. In this family. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's Have you true. seen season five of The Wire? It's true, man. <laughs> uh, All right, cool. Yeah, write us, buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com if you have um, uh, suicide in history you want to suggest or anything else to say to us. Yeah, if you want to talk to us about like, some moment in your life, if you just want to, we won't necessarily read it on air, but if you just want to talk or something like that. I'm, uh, I'm Dave to the Ross on Twitter. He's Hampton Young on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy way to get in touch with right? Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks for listening. All right. Have a good one, guys. Hey, folks. This is Hampton here, and I know that Dave and I tend to make a lot of jokes about suicide, and we don't take it that lightly, actually. We really would prefer if you needed any sort of help that you would reach out to some sort of professional who could help you, because we are poorly equipped to do such. We would recommend that you would call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They honestly do incredible work. They will talk to you, and they will hear you. We want you to stay with us, so... Thank you.